Well, can't believe um, February is almost here. You know, it was interesting seeing that Winter Bible Seminar announcement. And then you're like, oh yeah, it's almost February. So you realize it's, we've almost a whole month into the new year. So I know time flies, whether you're having fun or not, it seems like time flies. Um, <laughs> amen. Well, um, today I, I want to preach about healing. You know, it just seems that a lot of people seem to be sick right now. In fact, I don't know if you noticed, we had a number of prayer cloths to pray for this morning. Um, it just seems like sickness has been going around, but I'm here to tell you that healing is going around as well. Amen. Amen. I mean, I, I've, well, the, the reason I'm talking about this is because I've been dealing with some symptoms myself. Now, see, my grandfather would never say he had uh, um, sickness, said he had symptoms. See, symptoms try to come upon us. And if you want to listen to my ser- sermon on Wednesday night, we talked about the devil. What he does, the devil comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And one way he tries to destroy our life and our bodies is through sickness and disease. And so I was reading um, this week from my grandfather's book, Healing Belongs to Us. I mean, it's a good book. If you, if you want to want the extended version of my sermon, you can go out there and get the book. But healing belongs to us. Now, it doesn't say healing is going to come to us. It said healing already belongs to us. And there's a difference there. Some people are waiting to be healed when healing was given to us 2,000 years ago. 2,000 years. And so the, the text from, from that book and, and from my sermon today is over in the Old Testament, Isaiah um, chapter 53, um, verses 4 and 5. And... Um, You know, sometimes whenever we read the Bible, we don't believe the Bible. We say we believe the Bible, but we really don't. Because actions speak louder than words. Actions speak louder than words. Now, um, Isaiah 53, 4 and 5 says this, New King James. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And by his stripes, we are healed. So when Jesus hung on the cross, he was beaten, he was bruised, he was battered. And then he was set to hang on the cross. And that was for us. That was, he was wounded for us. He took on our sickness and our disease when he hung on the cross and he did it for us. So surely you should believe that. I'm using the new King James. Surely you should believe that he has already taken our sickness. Already. Now that's the point is he's already done it. Because some people, what they do is when they get sick, they begin to pray that the Lord is going to heal them. Well, I'm here to tell you, he's not going to heal you. He has already healed you. And so a lot of times people are believing that they're going to get healed when they need to believe that they are healed, that they have been healed. And and, and a lot of times in their own mind, well, you know, it's like, I'm just praying and believing I'm going to get something. You're not going to get anything. Faith already has something. You know, you've already gotten it by faith. 
You're like, well, I don't feel like I've got it. Well, see, we're not moved by how we feel. You know, but here's the thing is so many times our, everything comes out of our mouth. Well, you know, our mouth is like, man, I hurt. I feel bad. Well, quit. You know, you're going to have what you say you're going to have. All right. So quit. I mean, if everything that we talk about is negative, then how do we expect to have anything positive? Now, um, it is interesting too, is that we have to believe we have already been healed. See, you have to believe not your mom, not your dad, not your husband, your wife, you know, or your parents. Now, in the book, my grandfather tells a story, and I'm not sure I, I should have looked at this. In fact, you know what? I think I have the digital book, and I'm making them. Because um, I want to know when this book was published, because it, it matters when you tell the story. Because sometimes when you say things, you know, in today's money, it doesn't sound like a whole lot. But back then, you know, way back in the 80s or whenever it was. 11th of printing, so trademark. Okay, 1986 is when it was copyrighted. This, this is from the 11th edition printed in 1995. So in 1986, so he was talking about a, um, that there was a lady that um, had a disease and it was a very um, unusual, she, she was having a very, costly surgery saying it was $6,000. They were flying to the specialist. Now $6,000 doesn't sound like it costs a whole lot, but in 1986, $6,000 was a whole lot more money. All right. Um, but anyway, so she, he was talking about how this, um, girl that needed surgery, she came, um, with her mom to get prayed for. And, um, you know, because she was going to, she was scheduled to have the surgery the next week. And my grandfather talked about the, the whole time, the mom did all the talking. Well, you need to pray for her. He, she's going to be healed. She did all the talking. And, and, um, and, and then my grandfather was saying that she wanted to talk to the daughter. And the mom says, well, we have to hurry. We only have 10 minutes. We got to go, go somewhere and do something or whatever. My grandfather said, and you have to know him, have to really know him. He says, I'm not praying for her until I can talk to her. So finally the lady shut up for a little bit so she could talk to the daughter. So she asked, he asked the daughter, says, well, do you believe that when I lay my hands on you, that, you know, that you'll be healed? And she goes, well, not really. I, I just came here because my mom said in order to, you know, for her to pay for the surgery, I had to come with her to come see you first. Well, she didn't believe. And that's the thing. Do you believe? That's something else. That's what happens a lot of times when we feel pain, then we quit believing. All right. So this woman didn't believe and mainly she didn't believe because she hadn't been taught. So my grandfather said what he did was he opened the Bible to, to this scripture right here. And he began to talk about, I says that, 
You know, he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of his peace was upon us. And by his stripes, we are healed. You know, he was saying, so Jesus carried the pain for you. So it finally dawned on her that he had already healed her. Cause she, this, this girl did go to church. I'm not sure what the pastor was teaching, but she did go to a church, a denominational church. You know, in some of these denominational churches, they say, well, if God wants to, he's going to heal you. Well, Jesus wants to. He hit me. He wants to so bad. He already healed you 2000 years ago. And, and so there is a mentality switch that you need to understand, you know, because a lot of people don't understand they've been healed whenever they know what the Bible says. They can quote, well, by his stripes, I was healed but they don't sure act like it. I mean, you, you have to act like you're healed. You know, most people act like they're hurting and I get it. Whenever you're hurting, you're hurting. And so one way you need to do, I know this is really hard to do, but every time you want to say, ow, you should say, thank you, father. I'm healed. I mean, I I know that's a really hard thing to do, but the Bible says you have been healed. Healing already belongs to us. You're not going to get it. I mean, you know, there's a lot of things that belong to you that you probably haven't seen in years. You know, they're hanging in your garage or or whatever, you might even have stuff that's in plain sight, but you're so, you're so busy not thinking about it that you don't even, um, you know, pay attention to it, but it still belongs to you. It's still yours. You know, it, you know, it, it belongs to you, whether you use it or you don't use it. I mean, there's a lot of us that have some exercise equipment in our house. Sometimes very expensive exercise equipment. And by looking at some of us, we can tell we're not using them. You know, and so you're like, well, you know, well, yeah, I use it as a coat rack, man. I hang my coats all on the, on the, the stuff. You know, just because you have something doesn't mean you use it. Just because you have your healing doesn't mean you take it. Now, the way you receive anything from the Lord, because, you know, is you accept it. Now, here's the thing is when you came down to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you believed and you got it. And if anyone comes to you and and asks you, well, are you saved? Sure, I'm saved. I know I'm saved. Well, they should do the same thing whenever they said, well, are you healed? Well, sure I am. I know I'm healed. Well, don't you hurt? Yeah, but I'm healed. Well, how, how do you know that? Well, because the Bible says so. Well, yeah, but you don't feel like it. Well, the Bible says so. It says that healing already belongs to me. Now, sometimes we, what we have to do is we have to accept it. And the way we accept it is by faith. Well, faith, according to Webster's New World Dictionary, is an unquestioning belief. That means when you have faith, when you believe you have something, nobody 
No one, not even the devil himself, can get it out of your mind that you don't have it. I mean, you know, it's, it's, if you own an automobile and you drive the automobile and someone sits around and tries to convince you 24-7 that automobile is not yours and, and you know because you paid for it that it's yours, you would tell them that, that you're crazy. This is my car. I drive it every day. I have the keys in my pockets. It belongs to me. And you, why are you trying to talk, out, talk me out of it? It's, it's mine. Well, that's the same thing the devil tries to do with your healing. He tries to talk you out. Well, no, you don't got it. Well, yes, you do according to the word. Well, yeah, but how do you feel? Well, that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. Now, here's the thing I found out. Um, Sometimes, and I don't want to use the word easier, but if we get to the point where we have no other choice, where the doctor said they can't do anything. You know, see, here's the thing. When it comes to small sicknesses and diseases or whatever, oh, my body, it'll heal on its own. If I get enough rest and do it, I'll, you know, so a lot of times our, our brain, just like, well, I'll just let it go. I'll let it go. Well, no, why would you want to let it go? Why, why would you want to feel miserable? It's, it's no fun feeling miserable. You know? I know that um, my grandfather talked about one of the churches. Um, there was an older lady who, who was um, sick. And um, she goes, well, I'm just ready to go home. And my grandfather says, well, let you, let's get you healed first. And if you still want to go, you can go. Well, once she got healed, she didn't want to go. She only wanted to go because she wasn't feeling good. I tell you, when, when you're not feeling good, sometimes you want to go. And you're like, man, I don't want to feel like this anymore. Well, the deal is, is that healing belongs to you and you got to receive it. You got to accept it, whether you feel it or not. Now going to the New Testament, um, many of you read this from the New Testament. 1 Peter 2.24, 1 Peter 2.24 says it this way. Um, It says, who himself bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we having died to sins might live for righteousness by whose stripes you were healed. And when you read that, you need to understand that were is past tense. You were healed on the tree. You were healed before you came out of the mother's womb. You were healed before you were even a thought. You were healed before your grandparents were even a thought. You were healed before your great-grandparents and your great-great-grandparents. I mean, you, you know, and so we have to understand that we were healed, you know, 2,000 years ago or however many years ago it was when Jesus died upon that cross. That's when we were healed. Now, some of you haven't found out about it yet, but it says by um, his stripes, we were healed. The New Living says it this way. It says he personally carried our sins in his, in his body on the cross so that we, so that we can be dead to sin and live for what is right by his wounds. You are healed. Well, you know what? He personally, not only carried your sins, he also carried your sickness. He personally did it. It also says Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. So he's personally taken your sickness today. 
if you let him. But it's up to you whether you're going to believe or not. See, this, this girl, she didn't believe. Now, the, the rest of the story is that when, when she was read the word and she began to read, you know, you know, hear the word, that the moral of the story is she did not need surgery and she was healed. Now, you know what? She would have never got healed, you know, from, from you know, if she would have never, if, if, if Brother Hagen would have just prayed for her and sent her on her way. Because it was up to her faith. A lot of people get things mixed up because, you know, th- there is a gifts of healing and that operates as the spirit wills, whether you believe or not. But then there is healing by faith, which works every time. Every time. But you have to believe. You have to believe. I said, you have to believe. Because a lot of times we want somebody else to believe. You know, we, we read the scripture, we'll, we'll call for, for the elders of the church. A lot of times people want their pastor to believe they're going to get healed. Ultimately, you know, I don't want to, I'm trying to, this is going to sound rude and mean, you know, and it's not true because the pastor does want you healed, but ultimately he doesn't care. He doesn't feel in, your, in, your, in his body when you're sick. You should care about you not being sick. Now, ultimately he cares because he's your pastor and he does care about you, but really it's, you know, it's not him, it's you, you. And, you know, if you want to get rid of something, you should, you know, we, we talk about, well, I, I brought it up on, on Wednesday, first Peter five, seven, cast your cares upon the Lord. Well, you know, cast your sickness on the Lord because you know, he's, he's taking them. Well, yeah, but you know, but I hurt. See, too many times our mind tells us we hurt. So we just think, well, I'm not healed. How can I hurt and be healed? You know, well, because what do you believe? Faith is unquestioning belief. Unquestioning belief. Well, but I hurt. See, the problem is you're a but. You know, but I hurt, but I feel bad. Well, quit being a but. Just receive your healing. See, we want to give God our butts. You know, he's trying to tell us we're healed. And we turn around and say, but, but, no, butt out. Just believe. Just believe. Now, most of you can, can quote this scripture, but Mark 9, 23 says this. Jesus said to him, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Now, notice Jesus says, if you believe, all things are possible to you that believe. Well, what if you don't believe? See, this, woman, this, this, this young woman didn't believe. Well, if you don't believe, you're not going to receive your healing. You're not going to be healed. If you don't believe, you're not going to be saved. You're not going to, you're, you're not going to have the influence of the Holy Spirit. You're not going to have anything from the Lord because you don't believe. You have to believe. And 
this, and I think this is what we need to understand because sometimes we have it in our own mind. It's hard to get our healing. Well, it depends on what it is. Because see, we have this, and some of it, it's, I guess it's because we were educated or think we're educated. We put everything on this scale. You know, everything on the scale, every, you know, you know, now we, well, used to not hear much about, it, but there's a thing called a Richter scale. Do you know what that measures? That measures, you know, earthquakes. You know, every once in a while, we'll have a, a, a measurable earthquake that people feel here in Oklahoma. You know, if you stick around long enough, you'll feel it. We don't have it as much because there's a thing called fracking that's not happening as much. Um, so now fracking does not cause earthquakes because they've never proven that. But um, anyway, sometimes we'll get a 5.8 or something like that and you'll feel it. All right. But you know what? There are, there are a lot of, how do you say that? Many earthquakes in my NI here in Oklahoma that happens at like a 2.3, a 1.8, you don't feel. But they're happening because our, our soil here shifts a lot. All right. You don't feel, but it's a scale. Now, the one thing that we're real familiar here in Oklahoma is, is the tornado scale, the F1, the F2, F3, F4. I even the other day, I heard there was an F0 tornado that hit somewhere. And I guess an F0 is, is the wind speed's too slow to be an F1. All right. If you know what I'm talking about, just go rent the movie Twister. Um, and there is a twister too coming out, someone said. So, um, you know, that's, that's great. Um, but, or, or just hang around here about May. You'll hopefully don't see a tornado, but you'll, you'll, you'll hear our weathermen talk about it. Now, see, that's the thing, you know, a lot of places, weathermen probably don't make that much money. But in Oklahoma, weathermen are the most popular news, newscasters. I guarantee you, most of you, you can name, you know, the, the main weather guys here in, in Tulsa because you see them a lot on TV. They're TV stars. Yeah. And sometimes they mess up, you know, like the, you know, the blizzard they predicted this last week. Now I shouldn't say a whole lot because it's probably going to snow tomorrow. So, you know, who knows? You never know. Things are up and down or whatever. You know, it's, but we put things on scales and just like, so we'll put sickness and disease on a scale. Now your F5, you know, you know, or your, your 8.0, you know, Richter scale things are, um, you know, that's cancer and that those are kind of things. Now here's the thing is people put COVID on that scale and then they, so what happens is their own mind, we're afraid of something based on the scale that we put it on. All right. Now, um. I don't know. I mean, I know that we have big lies and little lies, but they're just lies, right? We don't have, there's no liar, liar scale. You're just a liar. Well, that's the same with healing. There is no scale. The same faith that you need for a cold is the same faith that you need for cancer. But it's also the same faith that you use whenever you receive, you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And, many, and that was an easy thing. Well, that's easy. 
Well, anyone can do that. Well, anyone can be healed. In fact, anyone is already healed. If you believe. Now the deal is, is the scripture here says, if you believe. So the deal is, there's an if here and you're it. You're the if. Because if you do not believe, you will not get healed. I'm here to tell you that. I don't care how many lines you get in. I don't care how much that you spend time supposedly praying because you're probably praying that you're going to get healed one of these days. But you're not going to get healed one of these days. You have already been healed 2,000 years ago. And that's where you need to do the mind shift. Your mind has to shift from I'm going to get healed to I am healed. I am healed. I am healed. Well, it doesn't feel like it. If you believe all things are possible to them that believe. Drop the mic. If you believe in your healing, if you believe in whatever, what do you believe? Now, um, you know, it should be easy. Now, I, I, I know many, many times that I've been on the um, road with my grandfather. And for whatever reason, he would do this. And now he wouldn't have him come, come forward. He would just have... Hey, everybody in the, in the I'm, I'm not asking you this right now. I'm just saying this is what he would do, okay? Because and if you want to get healed, you can in a minute. But um, um, you can get healed right now. But he would say, everyone who has allergies, all stand up. Well, a lot of people stand up because, I mean, I don't know how many people will, will tell me that uh, the pollen scale is bad and their allergies are acting up. Which tells me that they expect their allergies always act up when the pollen scale is bad. Because that's what they believe. That's what they believe. They believe that when when this happens, then this is how I'm going to feel. Even before, you know what? I've heard people actually get the report and they're like, oh no, the pollen scale is bad. Or the ragweed or I don't care about your rags or your weed. Okay. It doesn't matter. I, I don't check the pollen scale. I don't check the ragweed scale. I'm not interested. But he would, he would always say, allergies are the easiest thing to get healed from. You know, a lot of people come and stand up and, and they, the next day they're talking about the pollen scale and the ragweed. They didn't get healed. Why? They didn't believe. They didn't believe, you know, um, Doctors always ask you sometimes, are you allergic to anything? Nope. Except sweet potatoes. Um, and I'm not even re- really allergic to those. I just don't like them. Okay. So, and you know, they're, it's, it's funny because they're like, well, you're allergic to latex. You're allergic to this. You know, no, I'm not allergic to anything. And even if I, even if my body tried to get allergic to it, I wouldn't tell it to. What do I believe? What do I believe? Do I believe I'm healed or do I believe I'm sick? Because that's the important question. 
Not, it's not, not what the pastor believes. Not, it's not what I personally believe. It's what you believe. All right. So we're going to go to Mark chapter five. This happens to be my grandfather's favorite scripture to preach from whenever he had a healing service. And we, I am going to give an opportunity for people to get healed today, but you're only going to get healed if you believe. All right. Anyway, Mark chapter five, and it says this um, verse um, number 26 says, says, actually, I'm going to go back to 25 for some reason. I, I need to go to the scriptures here because I didn't copy verse 25 on my notes. So anyway, Mark chapter five, there we go. It says this now a certain woman had a flow of blood for 12 years. So here's this woman who had a blood disease for 12 years. I just want to let you know that. And in suffering many things from many physicians, she had spent all that she had and was no better, but rather grew worse. So this kind of indicates to me, this lady probably had a little bit of money and she went to all the doctors she could find. They tried all the different remedies they had at the time and nothing helped. It says she didn't get any better, but she got worse. So what did she do about it? Well, what she did about it was it says this, verse 27. When she heard about Jesus, she came behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. Now, why did this lady touch his garment? We need to understand why. Why did she touch his garment? It says this, for she said... If I, if only I may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. See, her faith said, if I just touch his clothes, I'm getting my healing. That's what she said. But you know what? She could have kept saying that and saying that and saying that, and she would have never got healed. But she got out of her house and she went to find Jesus because the only way to touch his clothes was to find him. Now he happened to be in her town and, and so it wasn't that hard to find him. In fact, it wasn't really hard. All you had to do was walk out the door and see all the people and you knew he was there somewhere in the middle. Now it wasn't fun getting to Jesus it wasn't fun pressing through the crowd. But what did she say? She said, if I may touch but his clothes. I guess she could have said, if Jesus looks at me, I'll be healed. She didn't say that. See, her point of contact was she was going to touch his clothes. And when she touched his clothes, he was going to touch her with his healing power. It's a, it's a point of, it's the law of contact and transmission. You know, she was going to touch his clothes. And she said, if, see that first part was if, if I touch his clothes. Guess what happens if she doesn't touch his clothes? She doesn't get healed. Now see, this is before Jesus died on the cross. And here's the thing. You don't got to find Jesus. You don't got to find him. You know where he's at. 
If you're a born again Christian, you know where he's at. You don't got to look for him. You don't got to find him. You got to know what the Bible says. Only believe. So if you believe, so if she touched his clothes, she will get healed. Why? Because she said so. Anyway, for she said, if I may, may touch his clothes, I shall be made well. Verse 29. Immediately the fountain of her blood was dried up and she felt in her body that she was healed. Um, hang on. Um, she was healed of the affliction and Jesus immediately knowing himself that power had got out of him, turned around in the crowd and said, who touched my clothes? But his disciples said to him, you see the multitude thronging you and you say, who touched me? So what he was saying is, this is Peter. I know because this is, this is the way Peter talks. Peter's like, Jesus, are you crazy? Do you know how many people have been touching you since I've been here? There's a lot of people that are touching you. But you know what? Other people that touched Jesus, there was no power that went out of him. Why was there no power that went out of him? Because you know what? Maybe someone else touched Jesus and had a cold. They didn't get healed of that cold. Why not? Because they didn't believe they were going to get healed of the cold. They just believe I'm going to touch it. I'm just going to touch him. Why are you touching him? I don't know. Because he's famous. I mean, you know, people for whatever reason want to shake someone's hand that's famous or whatever. You know, nowadays you want to grab a selfie with them. Which is probably smarter because that way you can actually prove that you met him. Well, I guess there's a thing called Photoshop that you can actually meet lots of people. In fact, I mean, I, I'm, I'm actually shocked how many people Forrest Gump really knew, um, you know. And that was before Photoshop was a big deal. So anyway, you know, a lot of people were touching Jesus, but they didn't get nothing. Why did they not get anything? Because they didn't believe. But this woman says, if I touch but his clothes, I shall be healed. There's a lot of people coming to heal and they don't get anything. Why do they don't get anything? Because they don't believe. Well, but don't they want to be healed? Yeah, they want to be healed, but they don't believe that when hands are laid upon them, the healing power of God will flow into their body from the top of their head to the soles of their feet, driving out that Satan has wrought. They don't believe. They would like it to happen, but they don't believe. You're going to get what you believe because this woman for 12 years had been suffering, had went to all kinds of doctors and they couldn't do anything about it. And then one day she decided to believe. What, what did she believe, Craig? She believed if I just touch the hem of his garment, I will be healed. Well, what happened? She got what she said. Why did she get what she said? Because she believed. Now, um, you know, right here it says, but his disciples said to him, you see the multitude thronging you and you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see her who had done this thing. But the woman fearing and trembling, knowing what had happened to her, came and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your affliction. Now notice he did not say my healing power has made you well. Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. He says your faith 
has made you well. Well, guess what? You have that same faith. And that's in Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Your faith makes you well. Now, other people touch Jesus, got nothing. Nothing is a compound word meaning no thing. They got no thing. But this woman touched Jesus and got a big thing. Why did she get a big thing? And, and think about this. If you're suffering and dying for 12 years, and all of a sudden, immediately after you just touch somebody, you, you, you're healed, that's a big thing. Now, I mean, she had spent all her money. I mean, you know, but her money didn't buy her healing. Her faith. It was her faith. It was her faith. And it's also your faith. Healing already belongs to you. It's already yours. By his stripes, you were healed. And the way you receive something that belongs to you is through your faith. You don't believe you're going to get your healing. You believe you're healed in Jesus' name. Now, if you don't believe you're healed, you don't get nothing. That's what the Bible says. If you believe. If you don't believe, nothing happens. Many people come down in the healing line. They're not saying, well, when hands are laid on me, I mean, I, I receive. No, they don't. They, they, they sit there and say, well, hopefully the pastor has something. I'm going to try this out. You know, they don't come down with that same faith when they're coming down for salvation. They're like, well, I'm going to try this out, see if this, see if this works or not. I mean, you know. Your salvation better work because one day you're going to pass away or the Lord's going to come back and you're going to find out if it worked or not. You know, you just believe. Healing belongs to you. Amen. Amen. Let's all stand up. If you're in this room and you need healing in your body and you believe that when hands are laid upon you, the healing power will flow into your body to affect a healing and a cure. I want you to come down here and I'm gonna minister God's healing power to you. If you don't believe, stay at your seat because you're not gonna get anything. If you believe. Now, while they're coming down here, I, I wanna talk to those that are watching online. If you're watching online and you need healing in your body, I'm, I'm going to ask you to stretch forth your hand and touch your device or or reach your hand out to the TV screen or wherever it is. And I'm going to pray. Heavenly Father, right now, we thank you for those that are watching online. And we thank you, Father, there is no distance in the spirit. And we thank you, Father, right now that those that are watching online, we thank you, Father, that the healing power of God is flowing into their bodies to affect a healing and a cure. We thank you, Father, right now that that, that, that power is flowing from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. And we thank you, Father, in advance for testimonies that we shall hear and that we shall see in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. If you're watching online right there and, and you received your healing, I want you to send us an email, testimony at rhema.org, testimony at rhema.org, and um, tell us about it. Amen. You that are down here, it's up to you. It's not up to me. 
When I lay my hands upon your head, the healing power of God will flow into your body. And it's time for you to mix faith with it. You believe. What I like to tell people to do is that when I put my hand on your head, I don't know exactly what I'll say. I'll probably say something like be healed or in the name. And as soon as I say that, I want you to say either out loud or say it on the inside, I receive my healing. I receive my healing. All right? I want you to mix faith with it. I receive my healing. Actually, the best thing for you guys that are down here, I have found out through my years of ministering to the sick, is for you to close your eyes. Because when you close your eyes, you're not thinking about me. You're not thinking about whether someone's going to catch you or not. You're not thinking about falling or not. Close your eyes. I always just say, close your eyes and lift both hands toward heaven. Amen. We're, we're going to start right here in the middle with Winnie because she was she was on her way. Before, and we're going to go ahead and go that way. All right. Father God, we just thank you right now for the healing power of God. Father, we thank you that that healing power of God will flow into their body from the top of their head to the soles of their feet, setting them free, driving out that when Satan is rocked. And we thank you, Father, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. You could, you could just feel the people take a hold of it. Amen. Because they believe. Now I'm here to tell you, the devil's a liar. And this is what happens a lot of times. They come down, the healing power of God flows into their body from the top of their head to the soles of their feet. And then they wake up the next day. They wake up the next day and they're like, well, I still feel sick. That doesn't matter. The healing powers of God is working in your body right now to affect the healing and cure. But the, the devil try to, will try to talk you out of it by telling you you still feel sick. Well, what do you believe? I believe I received my healing. Well, the Bible says you can have what you believe. But what happens is, is faith is an unquestioning belief. And the devil will try to talk you out of your healing. Now, if you came down here, I want you to know the healing power of God went into your body. Now it's up to you to mix faith with it. Some people healed instantly and some people healed as they went. We saw that, we see that in in the New Testament. All right, well, you know, see what happens is if we don't get it instantly, you know, then we get mad. Well, I should have got it instantly. Well, I understand you have instant coffee. I understand you have the drive-through service and you're, you're used to things immediately. Sometimes it doesn't come immediately. You know what? If I'm healed immediately or if it takes three weeks, does it really matter? The point is being healed. I mean, this woman went for 12 years. 12 years suffering. In an instant, she got healed and that's awesome. But you know what? If if it would have took another week, I think she would have been okay with that. The thing is, what do you believe? What do you believe? With heads bowed and eyes closed, Heavenly Father, we just thank you for the healing power of God that's working in these bodies. But Father God, we thank you if anyone is here today that does not know your son Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, that they will 
be saved today. If you're in this place, I know we mainly have Christians here, but maybe you're here today and you say, Craig, I've never asked Jesus Christ to become Lord and Savior in my life and I want to today. Lift your hand. We want to pray with you. Or maybe you're here and you say, Craig, I want to, I want to rededicate my life to God. I want to come back home. If that's you, lift your hand. We want to pray with you. Or maybe you're here today and you don't know whether you're saved or not. My grandfather called it a no-so experience. If, if you don't know so, then lift your hand. We want to pray with you across this auditorium. Anyone that, that needs to be saved, there's a hand over there. Thank you. Or, or anyone that wants to rededicate their life to God or anyone that wants to know so, lift your hand. We want to pray with you. Across this auditorium, we've already had one person lift their hand. There's another one over there. Thank you. Thank you. I'm going to ask those of you that lifted your hand, or if you did not lift your hand, but you should have lifted your hand, I'm going to ask that you come down here. I want to pray with you, just like I said. So if you lifted your hand, or you didn't lift your hand, but should have, just come on down here real fast, and they're going to sing something as you do. I Adriana, are you coming out for dedication or for anything? Okay, for salvation. Adriana, salvation is a gift that belongs to you, just like healing belongs to you. And the way you get a gift, if I said I want to give you a gift, how would you get a gift? If if I'm trying to give you a gift, you just take it, right? I don't have anything to give you, but if I did, I would. Amen. Yeah, it's a fantasy. Amen. Churches, raise your, I mean, stretch forth your hands toward Adriana. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for Adriana. We thank you for her life. We thank you, Father, for for, for son. We thank you for saving her. We thank you, Father, for giving her her sins. We thank you, Father, that that you have a plan and a purpose for her life, and we thank you that they will fulfill that plan and they will fulfill that purpose. We thank you, Father, that you, you'll be with her, that you'll set her free in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Just turn this way and you go with them. All right. Hallelujah. This is Dave. Amen. God is a good God. Amen. Amen. Well, get prepared for a blizzard. I don't know if it's going to snow or not. Don't really care. All right. Um, I do know the healing power of God belongs to you. Amen. Amen. If you're a first time visitor, we're so glad to have you. The connection team is in the aisle. Um, They want to take you back and give you a, a, a gift very quickly. If you'll just go with them really fast. The pastoral staff is, is heading to the doors. Um, if you want to see one of them, you can read what door they're at. Amen. Don't forget tonight, 6 p.m., right back here, Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Amen. God bless you guys. We'll see you tonight.